Hello everybody, welcome back to Spooked in Houston. This is Ryan. And Cheyenne. And tonight we wanted to uh, remind you that you can send in your stories to spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's spookedinhoustonpodcast at gmail.com. And do forgive us, we have the windows down. It's a little too warm to be doing it with the windows up tonight. It's October um, 1st and it's like 85 degrees outside. It's ridiculous. Yeah, at night. Yeah. <laughs> It's what, 10 o'clock at night right now? Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's ridiculous. So you're going to hear a little bit more noise than normal, so we apologize for that. Uh, I don't have a scrubber um, program, so I'm going to have to work on getting that. <laughs> um, but anyhow, what are you starting with tonight? Um, well, I usually always start off first. I'm curious to hear about your story first tonight. Okay. Um, so uh, with my paranormal hunt, uh, group... Um, we went to Skinwalker Ranch one time. I'm dying to go there. <laughs> yes, it was a f really fun experience. But on the way, we passed through a little part of Indiana. And when we hit a certain point in Indiana, I got like this urge to go somewhere. I couldn't tell the guys where we were supposed to go. I just said, hey, we need to go, we, we need to stop somewhere first. And I directed them exactly to this house. And if any of you are familiar with the uh, special that Zach Bagans did uh, a couple years ago on, it's called The Demon House. Yes. We actually went to that before he had purchased the house. So it was still abandoned. It was still for sale. Um, and uh, Zach hadn't done his special yet. Um, so we pull up to the house. We still... Uh, we stop and everybody just got this sen overwhelming sense of dread and I had not only dread but familiarity so something was in the house that was familiar and I will tell you this the correlation between me and the demon house is that one of the demons that lived in that house was the one that possessed me for my first experience. Oh my God, it follows you everywhere. Oh yeah, it was calling out to me, definitely. Oh God. Um, so we all get out of the vehicle, and as soon as I step out and I start walking up the front lawn, I get about halfway to the house from the road. And there's no wind, but all of the boarding that's boarding up the house is rattling. Like, oh all of it, you could hear it. It's very audible. Bum, 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 bum. Like, stuff was trying to get out. And then, the entire time this is happening, uh, I can hear a, a voice in my head saying, you finally made it. It's time for our reunion. Oh, no. And as soon as it said reunion, as soon as it finished its sentence, all of the plyboards just busted off. And it was like this mass, of, uh, this black mass just rushed me from the front door. They don't follow the demon house for now. Yeah. Jesus. Um, and it was like it was almost like black masses were like smoking out. It was almost like smoke on the other windows. But a specific mass just came rushing at me and I knew right away who it was. And thankfully I had um, um, my rune of warding on me. I was wearing it around my neck. And as soon as he got close enough for it to um, for him to hit the uh, hit it he hit it and it basic and he basically like bounced back to the doorway of the house and all i heard was just him screaming in my head come here come here we are meant to. and it was just like he was like constant about it Damn. and 
I felt the runes start to crumble on my chest, and I said, guys, we need to get the hell out of here, like, now. And they were like, you do not have to tell us twice. <laughs> we hopped back in the vehicles, and we took off. Um, so that happened on our way to Skinwalker Ranch. Damn. And so we get to Skinwalker Ranch, and we hadn't received word that we were going to give permission to go on the property yet. So we get there, we're waiting for the owner, we're waiting for somebody from the reserve to maybe come and let us in or come tell us whether or not we've been denied or not. Because if we had been denied, we're already out there, out there in the um, four corners, so we're obviously going to head to Arizona next and hit up like Tombstone and all of that. Um, which we didn't end up doing because we did get granted access to Skinwalker Ranch. Awesome. We were only allowed five hours though. They yeah, told very us, restricted. yeah, they told us we were allowed five hours and we could start uh, at the earliest six, but we, we went ahead and decided to start at seven. So they said, we'll let you on to get you where you're going. And they asked us where we specifically wanted to go. And everybody said the cave. If you're familiar with Skimwatcher Ranch, mm -hmm. the cave is also known as the Witch's Cavern, which is where witches and shamans go and perform rituals and it acts as a portal for uh spirits or um skinwalkers to come through i actually saw somebody do an investigation in the caves and around the caves i don't remember if it was zach bagans or if it, it was, was a, it was probably zach bagans because there was he definitely they did an episode on skinwalker ranch i think they've done an episode on everywhere that i've been too so i've seen a couple things about skinwalker ranch and I don't remember if it was, again, if it was Zach Bagans. I want to say it was somebody different. There, there's been UFO groups out there as well because there are, there are UFO sightings as well, which we didn't get any of those. But we did have a very specific experience that I want to talk about because it was interesting and different. Um, so if you remember from the Graveyard episode, there was that one time we walked in on somebody doing a voodoo ritual. Mm-hmm. Well, at Skinwalker Ranch, we walked in on a witch doing a ritual at Witch's Cavern. Oh, no. And because we interrupted her ritual, the thing she was conjuring literally grabbed her and yanked her back into the cave. Oh, God. And we don't know where she went. Um, she disappeared? Pretty much. Oh, my God. Uh, so they were not appeased with what she had done. And we went into the um, the me and Bubba and um, John were the ones that found her and the others were checking out the other houses near near there mm -hmm. and we were like and they were looking around and they encountered two skinwalkers and they know they were skinwalkers because one was posing as me and the other one was posing as John oh, no. so needless to say it was probably the same well it was probably a couple skinwalkers that had been pulled through when we reached the cave. Oh wow. So when we went to the cave, we went in we went in and norm um we went in a little bit and as soon as we passed like a certain point, we just felt like the air change. It wasn't the energy, it wasn't the energy of the cave. It just felt like the air had changed and it sound and it felt way more quiet than it should have been. Yeah. It was very eerie quiet. And then we heard the chanting. And it sounded like she was... Sound, and we could tell it was a woman. And it sounded like she was right next to us. Oh. But she clearly wasn't. Um, 
so we go a little bit farther in and there's like a couple twists and turns and forks um and we came prepared with rope because uh john goes spelunking which is cave diving mm -hmm. so he always has like climbing gear and all that on him and he's very he was very much an expert basically because he'd been spelunking since he was 12 yeah. and so we're all like tied to a rope and everything and then we're trying to talk to john because john went to uh, a different route than me and bubba and he we tried to call out to him the, through the walkie but the walkie wouldn't communicate yeah. We were we would click it, we would talk, and then we wouldn't even get static. We would get nothing. It was just quiet. Um, so then when John came back around, he goes, "Hey, I've been calling for you guys. He goes, we've been calling for you too. We couldn't get through." He goes, "That's weird. Maybe it's just because we're deep into the cave." And I, and I said, "I hope that's what it was." <laughs> <laughs> um, and at that point, we heard our growl come from the way we had just came, and we were like great we have to fight our way out oh, no. <laughs> um but it was just like a, a distinctive growl um much like the the growl of that engine if you can hear it <laughs> um and so we continue on and he said that he uh john said he found something on the path that he was on but he wasn't sure what to make of it that's why he was calling for us mm -hmm. so we all go down the path that he went and he led the way and told us different footings and we could see like a flickering way further in and so we call out and we can hear her chanting and so we call out and she doesn't respond so that's our first sign that where you're at in that part of the cave no sound travels like it should right. it's very disturbing and I think that's what makes it so difficult to bear yeah. So we start approaching her, and then when she realizes that we're basically right on top of her, she freaks out, and she goes, you're not supposed to be, and then she gets cut off because we see this hand, like black shadowy mask of a hand, reach out, grab her by the mouth, and drag her into the uh, darkness. Oh, God. And we literally, like, we immediately followed her with our flashlights and everything, and we could not see where she had gone. Damn. But we felt like if we tried to go in after her, we weren't going to come back. Yeah. Um, and then, so we were, obviously we reported to the local authorities when we got out and got back um, to our guide who took us there. Um, and basically he said, that happens. There's not much we can do about it, especially if it was in the cave. We can't, <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it. And I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> so, because uh, me, John, and Bubba were looking at each other going, good thing we didn't go after her. <laughs> yeah. Don't do um, something demonic. That's not a good idea. Yeah. Uh, so, that was what, what happened in the cave. When we were actually outside talking to the guide who came to pick us up. And by this time, it's a little after midnight because we're talking to him. And all of a sudden, he kind of freezes up and he goes... You guys need to get in the vehicles, and you need to get into them now. And so we go, what? And we start hearing growls and snaps all around us, and we start looking around, and we see eyes all around us. It's oh, like a whole, no. it's like a whole pack was around us, and then we heard like guttural speech, like 
we couldn't understand what they were saying. But what we did understand is that these things stood up on their back legs. And we were like, fuck no. And we booked it right Jesus. in. Jesus. I think we about tripped over each other. We looked like the uh, six stooges trying to get into our cars. <laughs> and loading up all the uh, equipment. And we let, accidentally left the microphone there. Which, thankfully, the guide was gracious enough to go back in the morning and get it for us. And he brought it back, and when we were like, oh, it was still on, and it recorded the entire time it was there, we actually listened to it, and you could hear the talking of the creatures as they were talking to each other, and then all of a sudden we heard some of them start to mimic our voices. Oh, God, no. And we were like, shit! <laughs> oh, we we were like, nope, we're not doing no more Skinwalker Ranch. Uh-uh. We don't plan on coming back ever again. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, sure it was a very cool experience. I mean, you've got all sorts of stuff you can witness. Yeah. The UFOs, the Skinwalkers, the paranormal activity, shamans. Yeah. And what we didn't know at the time was that John had picked up an artifact from the ritual site. That oh, the, that's how big no no yeah he oh, picked no. yeah he picked up an artifact it was um i guess you could call it her feather wand oh no he picked it up and he brought it back with him and he didn't tell anybody that he had it with him but we knew probably about a week later that something was off oh that makes my stomach turn and oh. like i had like we all had like this nauseous feeling and pit in our stomach like somebody was twisting our stomach that's how i feel right now for the, yeah for the so longest bad. time oh. uh, and we couldn't figure out why and we just noticed that John was like starting to get real pale and real sickly. And we took him to the doctor. Draining him. And we took him to the doctor, and they said his blood was basically almost drained completely from him. Jeez. He was like, it was almost as if he had given up uh, two and a half pints of blood. So we had to hospitalize him and hook him up. And he was there for a couple of days. And after he kind of got a little bit better and more lucid, he told us that we needed to destroy something that he took from Skinwalker Ranch. And me and John, uh, me and Bubba just looked at each other and said, you did not take something from that witch. And he oh, goes, God. yeah. And he go, and he had it in the hospital room. It was in the bag in the hospital room. What the hell? Oh, yeah. And he said he's pretty sure that the witch cursed him yeah. for picking it up. And we opened up the bag and I grabbed some gloves and I pulled up the the feather wand out of the bag and it looked like it was oozing when I picked when I picked it up it almost like started oozing like this black gunk like tar and it was it was nasty and disgusting and we immediately like started scooping up the tar in the uh into another bag and put the wand in the bag and at, when we tried to, we couldn't seal it up because the ooze was trying to come out so fast. It started to pick up speed and was like trying to reach out. And we were like, nope, 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 nope. So, um, me and Bubba, being the warlocks we are, we immediately take it outside and we just set it on fire. Yeah. And we are like saying as many protection spells as we can while we're doing this. We're doing as many banishment spells as we can while we're doing this. Oh my and. The weirdest thing is, is that normally when we do a banishment spell with fire, it doesn't change color unless it's something really bad and it's resisting. Um, 
and it chain normally when it when that happens we get either a, a blue and or a um, white color it changed to purple what? oh yeah it was a purple fire and oh, then God. it as soon as it flared up it went right out Damn. and immediately John started feeling better he started doing better and he was eventually discharged from the hospital a few days after that but we told him now you've learned your lesson you don't pick up shit from a witch next time just don't take his <laughs> hands on his back I mean uh, if we're in a cave I need his hands <laughs> um, but we don't plan on going to any more witch caves because we did go to another one after this but that's another story for another time um, so that was our experience with Skinwalker Ranch damn oh yeah Mine ain't nothing compared to that. Mine's short, sweet, and no point. I mean, dear God. Mine was the first time I ever encountered a demon. I don't know what kind. I don't know what his name was. None of that. It was just solid black. I was dead asleep. Sad thing is, I probably could identify it. I was in 10th grade. I was dead asleep. And I woke up, and for some reason, I just looked over by my window when I lived at my parents' house. And my window's got, like, these little rolled up curtains or whatever on the side and they go all the way to the floor but there was something blocking that curtain in like half the window and it's really really tall like my parents house is probably six and a half seven feet tall this thing almost like was crouched like its head was almost like doubled over into its chest and I'm staring at it for the longest time and I don't move I don't make any acknowledgement that I've woken up I'm just staring at it and I blinked and this is only just a few seconds that I've seen this thing. Next thing I know, it lifts up and almost spins, like does like a front flip. And it comes and it whooshes and it comes right into my face, like inches, centimeters away from my face. And I just shut my eyes real tight and I yanked the covers over my head and I started reciting the Lord's Prayer. And this was probably like two, one, two o'clock in the morning. I recited the Lord's Prayer over and over again until daylight came. Mm -hmm. I did not come out from my covers. I did not go back to sleep. And I just recited that prayer until daylight came. And then I put on my grandma's, uh, she bought me a crucifix necklace whenever I turned 13. And I put that on and I wore it for two months straight because I felt like whatever that was tried to attach itself to me. And I wanted some kind of protection, any kind that I could possibly find. And the next day I felt okay. Like I didn't feel drained. I didn't feel hurt, anything like that but I was definitely petrified. It scared the bejesus out of me. And uh, that was the first and only, thankfully, encounter I've ever had with a demon that was that up close. And when he got close to my face, I didn't see any features. I didn't see eyes, I didn't see teeth. It was just the shape of like somebody's head. And it was just, it came down and then right in my face. And I was like, nope. <laughs> the covers go up, and I just start saying the Lord's Prayer over and over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah a lot of demonic encounters are just like, nope. That was my one and only time, and hopefully the last, that I ever had with that. And I still have that necklace. Um, I came across it yesterday when I was cleaning out my bathroom, and I just hung it on my mirror. It always stays with me. It always goes wherever I go. So That way, in case I need it, it's right there. Um, it's sterling silver, so yeah, it's, I, um... it's legit. It's not fake or nothing. I don't know if it's, it, it may not be a named demon. There are a lot that don't have names, and that's a good thing. It didn't say anything or do anything. Yeah, it didn't growl and it's possible that you just had like a shadow person, 
and it's less it was well, less demonic very, it was it was very intimidating and i felt yeah. like it was well, I mean, devil. that's what the creeper is. The creeper is not a demonic entity. It's just a shadow person that has a lot of power. But it mostly has power because it's been given that power through belief and through other people naming it and it doing what it does. It's That's how it gets its power. Yeah. I mean, I've seen shadow people throughout my life, and I've seen full-bodied apparitions throughout my life. I've seen ghosts. I've seen creatures. I've seen spirits. I've seen UFOs. I just got a huge, but, um, like, cold chill just now. <laughs> like, my hair is standing on ends right I now. That. Yeah. Like, I got goosebumps, and it's, like, it felt like something just kind of, like, tapped me on the shoulder just now. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, as long as it's not the one thing, um, yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, because I don't have any cursed items in my car today. So, oh, good. That's yeah. Nice. Yeah, I kind of had to destroy one because it was getting a little too much. It was calling something, and I'm not, and I didn't feel comfortable with what I it was trying to call. No. So I got rid of it pretty fast. <laughs> but um, that, was, that was my little experience. Like I said, short, sweet, and to the point. But yeah. it was, it was very impactful. I'll never forget it. Yeah, a lot of experiences are like just so defining and ingraining in your memory. It's. It almost feels like it might become genetic to any children yeah. that you may pass on. A lot of mine are more or less fuzzy, but I still remember very good detail about them. But a lot of them are just like it happened a couple yeah. hours ago. Very, very descriptive. Yeah, there's very few instances where I've come across an experience where that I don't remember. There are a few where I've been told what had happened, but I genuinely don't remember anything. And it almost is like a blackout drunk moment. Um, so that is it for tonight. Um, we hope you enjoyed and we look forward to seeing you guys again. Um, again, you can send your stories into us at spooked in Houston podcast at gmail.com. And we really hope to see some of y'all stories pop up because we would love to tell them, uh, on a couple of our episodes. Yeah, we'll do some shout outs and y'all be able to hear your own stories live on a podcast one day that'd be pretty cool huh yeah so uh good night guys keep it spooky y'all have a good one we'll see you next week